0: no I did not I was uh, no taking care of my daughter yeah
1: I hear you, I hear you well we had a had a pretty crazy episode just now we went almost two hours I had Joe Perot with me he said hi uh, yeah. Chris, and, Chris and Christina came on for a little bit Billy came on from upper deck we okay. did a few things yeah it was it was probably the most disorganized I've felt during a sports cards live in quite a long time but um, but it was okay. fun nonetheless
0: right, right. What, what did you get for your grades
1: well, I'll show you, man. I'll show you. So I I had, uh, let me see. I'll pull out the PMGs first and uh, we'll start with those. So the, the employee exclusives, the Connor McDavid and the Austin Matthews, both came back in PSA 8s. Nice. Yeah. Did and then, hey. Eh? Did you buy those off Billy? No, I bought those on eBay. I Actually, if you look, okay. actually, let me just grab this. I'm going to show you something here. All right. I bought them on eBay, and they came in this uh, in this box. Yeah, and they were sitting in there, and there were both the 2015 set and the 2016 set. yet much, the box says how much, 2017. How much? How much you pay for it? For both sets, I think it was 12 cards altogether. It was like 650 bucks.
0: Oh my god!
1: Yeah, steel. it was a steal. But I, I mean, I bought them like I don't know, eight, maybe eight, ten months ago.
0: Yeah, so it was um, a steel back then.
1: Yeah. Well, now, I mean, the this card itself is is selling for like four, excuse me, four or five times that. So right. I want to get that slabbed. And then the Matthews just to go with it because Matthews is just lighting it up this year. He's having a great year. So, yeah. and they both came back in eight. So I'm happy with those.
0: How about your Gretzky?
1: The Gretzky. I'm, wow. I'm very pleased with a seven. Nice. Yeah. But wait, there's a surprise coming. There's a surprise. Right. And anybody who's watching right now, watch the last one knows what's coming so there's the gretzky in a seven also have the also got the blue also in a seven all right and then the crosby here's the surprise a 10 no authentic authentic i don't know why Mm, it could be doesn't meet size requirements but usually i would say altered yeah i don't know what the i have no idea why but you have min grade on there Nope, huh. I didn't min grade it. Nope, I don't know what what the deal is, but so you know, some disappointment. But I still love the card. There's only ten of them, right? And I, I mentioned on the last episode, like when when Nat Turner bought his PMG green Michael Jordan, and and he bought it in a in a PSA authentic. I think it says trimmed. Um, yeah. you know, he was like, I just I still I needed the card. You know, there's only ten you want a copy of it and the light went off for me back then. So uh, where I don't mind, I, I really don't, I, yeah, there's some disappointment, but at the same time, I'm not moving the card. I was, I said, I, I, I wouldn't trade it. I still, I'm still very happy with it.
0: Good. Good. The
1: Ovechkin oh. came back in eight. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I've been working on the 96 upper deck game jerseys. Uh, and they have, you know, it's a 13-card set. I've had the 11 of them have been slabbed already. So I got the beret that I bought at the Vancouver show uh, in November of 2019, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And so I got this grade. It came back in eight, which is great for a 96-game jersey. Nice two-color yeah. piece as well. And then the Gretzky rookies, I had three of them submitted. So the first one I'll show you is this is a PSA 3. And you can; it's got a crease going right down. And I knew that it was gonna; I knew it was gonna grade. I thought it was gonna get a two, so I was happy with a three.
0: Okay.
1: Then this one I thought was gonna get a three; it got a four, so I was happy with that as well. Okay. And then the last one. Now this card is this card is trimmed, and I know it's trimmed, but it doesn't say trimmed on it. So, makes me think that maybe the PMG Green Crosby. They figured was trimmed. This one, I know it's trimmed. I could just tell by looking at it. When mm-hmm. I bought it, I knew it was trimmed, but I still said, I said, I want this thing slabbed anyway because it's just better off in a slab. So those were the 10 cards.
0: Comments? Yeah. I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of surprised that if you know it's trimmed, they didn't say altered. So, I know. I don't know what the deal is, wh- why they're not saying that, but, hey, it is what it is. Um, well, it's up, it's up to you when you sell it. You're going to tell people, I think it's trimmed, and then basically – I mean, you already said it online, so you can't go back on it. So then I think, it, you know, when you sell it full disclosure, that's all you need.
1: Yeah. And even on my submission form, I said right on there, make sure you slab it. I think it's trimmed. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't even think. I knew it. I could tell, the, you know, you could yeah. just tell. So, okay, yeah. man. Well, hey, thanks for joining uh, tonight. I feel like I hang out with you every night on Clubhouse, even sometimes during the day, because yeah. uh, yeah. you're you're a regular on there. I've, I've been a regular on there. I've really been enjoying it. I do want to talk about that a bit. Before we get into that, let's go to the comments. Let's see what if we have any questions, guys. I do want to say, you know, we don't really have an agenda for, for After Hours tonight. Right. Um, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I thought I put it. I thought I made a. Um, thought I made a banner for you, uh, Carve, just with your. I didn't. Let me let me create a ticker for you. So, guys, if you want to follow Carvin on Instagram, if you are not yet, I'm going to put this on there right now. So you can give him a follow because he's got a great account right there. Forgot the N and Insta. There we go. So here you go. You want to follow Carvin on Instagram? He's at Carvin15. And um, as I was saying, I don't have an agenda for tonight. There's a few hot topics in the hobby. We've covered a few of them on the earlier show. But put in your questions for Carvin, uh, for myself, and we'll discuss things. It's kind of an open forum tonight. But we got got Charles Backcard Canucks, Dennis. Had a great uh, great first show. Can't wait for this one. Thanks. Thanks, Dennis. Appreciate that. Lapper's back. We got Irving in the house. Always a treat to have Irving in the house with us. Of course. Lapper says, is that a mistake on the Crosby? Will they regrade? Great questions. Columbia Hobby, what is up, Carvin? From Steve. How's it going? How's it going, Steve? Terry Fortune, I wonder if PSA records a serial number in case it gets resubmitted. Yeah, you got to think they'd start to do that, right? Yeah. I think they might start doing that. Darcy in the house again. Darcy, good evening to you. Jeff Wilson from Sports Card Investor. Thank you, Jeff. Great hey, to see I you. Great to see you. Stealth, stealth oh, sorry, Stealth You says, hi, guys. Actually, to Jeff Wilson, if you're still there, there was someone on the last episode that was uh, kind of talking about you. I don't know who he was, but um, anyway, you've been getting some attention tonight. Chitown Hustler says, "You guys see the further decline in Jordan rookie prices in Golden? Have not been watching Golden tonight. Have not been watching Golden card porn. With a shout out to Jeff and Jeff's traditional <laughs> <of> opening <laughs> yeah, way. Porn. Love it, Jeremy Pringle. Good evening to you. We got MMA rookies. We got Mickey. Well, wow. thanks, Mickey. That's very, very nice to hear. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sanderson. To is back. He's been a regular on Instagram or on our Clubhouse lately." Stealth shoes, do you guys think getting ticket stubs slabbed are a good investment? It's a good question. Okay. I'll go first, Carve, with some quick thoughts, and then you take it. I'm just going to say that, like, a good investment, It, I think it needs to be from a very important game, a very important game. If it is, it might be a good investment. I don't think it's it's different than cards. I don't collect them myself, so I haven't put much thought into it. But, you know, if you have something from LeBron's first game, Tom Brady's first game, that kind of thing. It's pretty cool. I can see the attraction towards it, it's very specific and uh, I don't know how much crossover there is between cards and tickets, so I, I just don't know. Carb, what do
0: you think? So first off, I mean, uh, great, uh, great investment opportunities from what everyone's saying right now with tickets. Uh, for me, it's about me enjoying the game. Uh, you know, I look at sports cards as nostalgia. I used to collect them. And although when I went to games I somehow would save the ticket stubs, I don't keep them in great condition and never valued it because there's never a, a photo or an image of a player. I know in the last 20 years that's been happening and we're seeing like you know closing of Yankee Stadium and they got beautiful photo books and all the legends. So so things would change over time and the Super Bowl tickets definitely have a really you know strong eye appeal. But with a lot of the game, a lot of the games I think like LeBron's first game, there's really nothing on there. It's just the player, the teams that play. The date and then potentially like a, a Taco Bell like advertisement on there or maybe a picture of another player that's not even LeBron or, or something of that nature so I don't find it the attraction there I know it's a meaningful game and there's some value as it you know as it pertains to that event but if I'm not there you know it's like getting autographs some people like autographs like buying autographs on photos and buying it on jerseys but for me it's getting autographs is truly when I'm standing in line meeting the athletes saying hi sharing some stories and then getting the auto because it provides me a, a memory and i can always go back to sharing that experience with, with games if i didn't go to the game i can't share that experience cards i can yeah. i can buy cards on ebay i can trade with jeremy and i can say look at this is what i gave up i gave up a, a right arm and a left arm just to get this card and sure. you know and, and i i kind of regret doing that because i can't get those cards again so you know you can always have a, a, a nice journey to the chase of a, what we call a white whale card or a grail card. So I think that's important is having those, those kind of memories and sharing the experience.
1: The thing that I took out most from what you just said, Carve, is that most ticket stubs are, there's just not much to look at. It's really right. just dot matrix printing on a piece of cardboard, a flimsy piece of cardboard. Um, that's why to me, it's gotta be really important. Uh, so yeah, and the other thing, the question was like a good investment. So really, are you, bu- you know, if. I think they're a good collectible. I'll put it to you that way. I think they're a good collectible if you have that personal connection to the game, like Carvin said, if you were there. Otherwise, I don't really see them being great investments. But, you know, except for a few very important games where the ticket might actually have some nice graphics on it. Let's keep on moving, though. Todd McDonald says, how does the Virtual Expo work? Well, Todd, let me put it to you this way. Um, it's, 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 It's hosted on... On a trade show specific software called HopIn. HopIn recently purchased Streamyard, which is what we are in right here on this show. So I think it's uh, it's it's only going to get better from what it was, and it wasn't bad. I've been I've been involved in two of them already. Uh, so uh, come check it out. It'll be free to it'll be free to attend. I'm going to put it up on the ticker. There it is. It's, it's June 19th and 20th. Check it out. I mean, what do you have to lose? For me, I'm going to be in my booth live streaming for eight hours straight, two days in a row, you know, hopefully doing some deals. But more more importantly and more enjoyably, actually, is just hanging out in my booth with you can have like up to 10 people with you on the screen and just having a conversation. So come check it out. I, I think you'll enjoy it. We got Jeff Proctor. Good evening. Ryan hey O'Hara, Carvin, was talking about the best RPAs of all time on stacking slabs the other day, but only included basketball. Are Crosby, and Ovechkin second and third behind LeBron. I'll, I'll give this one to you, Carmen. Okay. So this is how
0: this is how a transaction. Jeremy, how much you want to pay for this card, which is the Hamilton Lewis 100, and that type of thing? You know, he would actually have the photos. I think you have your photos in all your cards in the photo bucket, right, Jeremy? I have I have hockey cup
1: RPAs um, in uh, uh, that have them digitally stored from the first three years. Yeah, yeah. All, all the ones I could find. yeah.
0: Right. So, so what happens is that people can go into a, a photo bucket, look at his cards, and then you can pull the card out and show it to you. And then you guys transact outside of the, the the showroom. But, you know, it's like going into an expo, going down the hallway, and then, oh, there's Jeremy's booth. And you can just go go in and talk to him there. So Oh, you're, you're talking about the virtual expo still? Yeah, the virtual expo. I'm just trying to explain the process for someone, just in
1: case well- they don't check it out. Okay, so let, let me let me let me take one more shot at that very quickly. So the way it works is you go to the booth and you're looking in on somebody on camera, just like you're looking at me and Carvin right now. There could be two of us, and we have a there's a chat for each booth. At the top of the chat, I'm gonna have a pinned post, and that's gonna be a link to pictures of all my cards for sale, and the prices will be in there as well. Well, usually in the file name, and then you just either. Type a message in the chat to talk to me or come on the screen with your mic and your camera and talk to me directly, and we we can do a deal. That's pretty much
0: how it works. Yeah. And, okay. it, and it's fun. All right, Garb. Yeah. why don't you take this question from Ryan O'Hara? So so the main reason why I talked more about basketball, I think Brett is more of a basketball fan than he is a hockey, and a lot of it is geared towards. Uh, I think his clientele is also or his viewership is more basketball-based. So but with that being said, I don't think there's a the second or third really um, importance. I think when we talk about RPA's, it's the importance of being what type of RPA. And when I say RPA, this is what I always want to get clear. It's the rookie card patch autograph. So it's the, for the LeBron, Carmelo, Chris Bosch It's the one out of ninety-nine. Right. That's the only type that I consider the RPA. The rest of them, they're insert. They're just you know autograph patches. So it's a rookie card, but or a rookie insert-based patch autograph. I heard a terminology today on clubhouse where someone's calling just a, a regular autographed Jersey as an RPA. And it's like, it's the RPA is being used too loosely, I feel. And that's more for education purposes is that for me, as, as a creator of the first ever RPA in hockey and, and basketball, sometimes I feel like it's like a slap, like a, like a backhanded compliment. That's the nicest RPA. Well, that's not an RPA, you know? So, so a couple of things to note, um, LeBron, of course, is the most expensive, RPA uh, in the business right now I think across all every sport right now and the 0304 only has the one RPA that was the exquisite RPA autographed patch rookie card out of 99 and it has a gold parallel out of 23 okay With that said the Crosby and Ovechkin are really high up there because there's only four outside of think national treasures in 2006 there's only four other known game used RPAs not the limited logos, not any of those inserts. We're just talking about the rookie card autograph patch. So Ovechkin and Crosby, why is that important? Is that you'll see a lot more one-color patches. So that gives a huge premium to any two colors, three colors, and four colors. I believe the three-color Crosby is probably going to hit about 250 k now for one card because it's so rare. you know. And then, of course, the grading on it. Usually most of them are Beckett graded, and the Beckett grading is typically a nine or nine, five, that'll bring a premium. Uh, Most of the cards on average grade about the eight to 8.5 for the cup and for exquisite Ovechkin also is a game used Jersey for the RPA. So once again, a four color. Now the Washington capitals jerseys are, have way more patch colors in their patches. So thus you'll see more of the two colors and three colors, but the four color is the premium. And you can talk to many cup collectors and they'll tell you how many that they've seen the four colors. So, so just that alone gives it a huge, I almost say it's a premium, but it's a premium for the multicolor patches. Like, for example, when you go to more modern day cup rookies, almost every single card is a dual color or a triple color. So that doesn't give it the same kind of premium bump like it did in 0506 cup rookies. So I'll look at it as, you know, those are the debut RPAs. Um, Sorry, my mistake. It was Premium Patches, right? In Premium Collection. Premier Collection had RPAs too, I think. They did. Yeah, they did. It was Spezza and uh, Rick Nash. So I I apologize for Hockey. And and Marc-Andre Fleury in the next year before, in in
1: 03.04, which is a pretty good one as well.
0: Yeah, so it was the first ever Cup RPA, I'll say um and and for for lebron being the, the number one rpa in, the, in our industry today and also being the first ever basketball one no, that was that was a monument It's a milestone card so yeah i don't I'm it to be number two i just concerned all to be number one guys I, I mean in my heart i'll always be a crosby fan before ovechkin so i'll rank crosby ahead of ovechkin mainly because i'm canadian and number two i was there for the golden goal which is, I think, you know, for all Canadians, that is our goal, ultimate goal moment as a ultimate. country. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean,
1: I think, I think that when you look at, if you just look at all RPA's over time, there's, there's like, it's almost tough to to say what are the top three. LeBron is certainly the the most important, the most expensive, you know. But you've got the you uh, you've got the Luca, you've got yep. the Zion, you've got the Mahomes, you got the Crosby, the Ovechkin. You know, there, there's there's others that are important too. Right. So it's an interesting conversation, but it, it just kind of makes more sense, I think, to look at it by sport instead of kind of commingling all the sports together. But nothing wrong with commingling them for the sake of discussion. I think it's still an interesting an interesting question. Um, thanks for that one, Ryan. Let's let's keep on going here. Sure. Hockey guy says tickets from something like Live Aid uh, would be cool. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Certain like important concerts would would definitely be cool. A lucky case says, uh, "Basically, why aren't people charging sales tax at shows?" I mean, the easy answer is they're building it into the prices. Uh, I would say that, and they're just doing—you know—they're just—they're just deducting it out when they're reporting on their taxes um, at year end. I would say. Um, a couple of funny comments here. Richard, Richard, who's a a regular on Clubhouse, great to see you here. Richard says, "If there was a Mount Rushmore of sports, uh, I don't—I certainly would not be on a Mount Rushmore of sports." Um, but I like, but but Carvin would certainly be on there uh, in terms of a Mount Rushmore of sports cards. And here we go, uh, Chrissy Buckets um, actually confirms that Carvin is the goat of the hobby. And I'm not new. Uh, Thanks, you're the modern goat, Dr. Beckett's the vintage goat of the hobby.
0: Carv. That's that's how uh, we well, I'll say that. I'll say if number one, I'm I'm flattered by the goat uh, affiliations and and call it goat. I'm just I'm just a big collector. I'm a collector at heart and. And you guys, all the collectors are all, all just part of my family and part of my network. And I love you guys all. Um, and I'm I'm sure Jeremy will tell you, even though there's an athlete there, I care way more to interact with the collectors than I do with the athletes. Uh you do, so, yeah. you do,
1: but you're not just a collector when you say that. And the reason it's not the reason why you're not is because you've got the experiences and you're sharing them with, with your hobby family, as you put it. So it's you're not just a collector. You you've seen the inside of two of the biggest trading card companies in the world, you know, being Panini and Upper Deck. I mean, and you know, everybody in the industry and, and you work in distribution and you know, all the collectors and you know, you know, all the players. So you're not just a collector. You are a collector. You are a, you are a true hobbyist, but you're also out there sharing knowledge and you do it in such a great way. So um, I'm just going to correct you on that a little bit, but thanks for those. Thanks for those compliments from Richard and Chris Noel let's keep on going here uh let's see what lapper says i thought it was interesting there was almost perfect correlation between high-end young gun tens rise and fall of vintage basketball market i assume that's just a macro macro market correlation um <clears throat> i i don't know what i don't know that i
0: completely understand the question lapper uh do you carve no i mean i think they're probably looking at more of the, the jordan how the jordan has gone down but really I don't consider Jordan even vintage. I I consider it like kind oh. of modern. Right? Is that I see what he's it? saying? And he's saying that uh, the young guns are going up. So so let's 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 examine young guns versus basketball, right? basketball by all means is the, the main card that people measures as a commodity out, outside of the autograph cards is the Topps Chrome cards. Well unfortunately at that time chromium was a patented technology that was utilized by Topps exclusively until there was another company that was able to get around the patent or maybe the patent expired and they had to share it i don't know all the details on that uh but for hockey if you know hockey collectors they've been collecting since 1991 and upper deck and young guns have been the mainstay so really the young guns is the commodity card of the hockey card market that's non-auto so that's how you can measure like lebron chrome young guns and in fact the young guns are actually harder to hit than the lebron chrome's i don't believe the LeBron Chromes are one in seven boxes, whereas the young guns, young guns are one in seven boxes of the, the upper deck series one wax. The wax price, believe it or not, it's almost identical at the original factory cost. So if that gives you any indication that hopefully that helps out a bit.
1: You know, I, and I'm going to I'm just going to provide my take on it quickly, because when I see. You know the perfect correlation I, i'm gonna have to put just mark that up to uh coincidence that high yeah, end young guns mm-hmm. psa 10s rise <laughs> that's that's hockey modern and vintage basketball falls which mm-hmm. i don't know that i've seen vintage i don't know that i've seen vintage basketball fall all that much i mean and i do follow the the magic bird card i follow the dr j the will chamberlain i mean i think most high-end basketball car like if we're talking from end of january first half of february then yeah most things have come down but if you're looking over this this the, the scope of a whole year um vintage basketball is doing very well for itself as our high-end young guns so really depends on, on i guess the, the the time horizon you're looking at but let's keep on going let's keep on going uh luke says hey guys it's good to see psa wanting to keep an affordable option under 20 dollars." Nat mentioned that recently on a couple podcasts once have an option for collectors of all kinds, which yeah, we talked about on, on the last show. I, I think that makes a lot of sense, and I'm just glad to see that uh, that they want to you know keep that that market uh, uh, served. and I know that I want them to serve it for
0: my own collection. So I'm happy about that. Carve, any comments on that? no, i' I'm, I'm fully in support of having that option because number one, it allows new collectors getting in. Not everyone has thousand dollars cards or five thousand or, or upwards cards that get graded, and you have to pay 150 to $300 uh, and also it engages like new collectors slash, you know, kids, teenagers, and and also new want to be entrepreneurs. I mean, you know, that's one thing that with my I have a two and a half year old daughter. I'm going to let her enjoy the hobby for what it is. She can rip up the cards, crumple them, crease them. I really don't care. Right. Whether it's Pokemon or trading cards. Uh, but then at a point, I'm going to start teaching her how to be an entrepreneur through trading cards. So hopefully she can gain that, you know, street smart, business smart, and utilize it later on for any type of business, not necessarily just for trading cards. And I think, you know, because of my impact or my uh, affinity for trading cards, and also the fact that I've been in this business for 30 years, I can at least pass down that knowledge to her for how to be an entrepreneur within the trading card community. Because business is business; you gain experience, you gain the know-how it's going to affect you on any type of business, not just trading cards
1: good point man I, that's what I've said that before too i love the hobby for youngsters who who are out there at shows online wheeling and dealing with people that are three times their age and they're holding their own in negotiations um you know especially at car when when you're live at car shows and it's yeah. a great way for kids to gain confidence to to just be themselves and 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 you know to kind of take a stance when they're dealing with people older than them. I think that the hobby is a great breeding ground for future business people, entrepreneurs. So yeah, I think, I think it's a great thing. All right. Card porn says show the Now this is already 20 minutes old already, but shows show carving the PMG greens, which we have done. Austin, Stevens says, do you feel the market has been cooling off lately? I'm just going to say one thing about this and we're going to move on carve, but you know, I've noticed prices coming down on lots of cards, but it's, they're still way up from where they were before. The thing though is when, you know, they're still trading, they're still changing hands. They'll, I saw someone make a comment recently about um, there's a big sell off happening. Well, people are buying. If there's a sell off, there has to be a, a corresponding buy off. So, you know, just because cards are coming, some cards have come down in value from where they were between the middle of January and the middle of February, which was a very, like, a, you know, was a peak, um, it's just natural that you're going to see fluctuations so yeah sure they've cooled off lately um are they going to heat up again that's the question are they going to heat up again and and i can guarantee you that they will i don't know when but i it's a 100 percent certainty that they will heat up again at some point in the future so So, but it is what what it is is.
0: markets the market's going to fluctuate something i want to add to that too uh austin when we're looking at certain like um i'll say like market index cards we've seen some cooling off let's say and we see some cooling off on some of the cards that have gone quite high however you're not looking at the whole basis of the hobby there's other cards that are just rising up just as quickly right just like the stock market some cards people take profit and then move it off just to another uh, sector of the, the, the business or the sector of our hobby or marketplace like, for one, who would have thought that Lewis Hamilton would be worth as, as much money as he is in, in F1? That hasn't cooled off. That's gone up substantially, right? Some of the baseball players, now people are specking on them. Like Ronald Acuna had a fast track, A lot of money poured into Ronald Acuna. Uh, there's also alt sports that are doing really well or alt cards and non-sports. So, you know, while, yes, the Michael Jordan has seen a little bit of a drop-off or a, what was we call it, a dip, we're seeing some of the basketball cards have a dip, but basketball was at the highest... Was at a high point, so some people may be taking some of their profits and putting it elsewhere, where they're looking at opportunities. And I think that even addresses the, the Lappers point about vintage cards. Some people may be selling off their cards to move it into hockey now because they feel that hockey is. I mean, Jeremy, you tell me. It looks seems like hockey is the last sport that hasn't really popped compared to over the last twelve to eighteen months. It has, but it not has. to the extent of other sports. So there's a lot of money now coming into hockey. We, you know, I think Jeremy gets the same type of DMs that I get, saying, "Hey." What do I need to buy? Like, how much is this really worth and all that? And we're like, man, you know, think about it. A Jordan autograph goes for this much. How much is a Gretzky autograph? And if you look at PERs or all this other, you know, wins above a replacement, Gretzky beats almost the next top guy by 700%. That's how. That's how, you know, just how far beyond the next replacement player he was. So that's something. I mean, yes, he signed a lot of autographs, but is he really only a $200, $300 autograph? I don't know, you guys tell me, and his autograph is a goat autograph. I call him a goat autographer. So just like Jordan is a goat autograph, Kobe was. Uh, LeBron is his goat status, and Sidney Crosby is too. There's not many of those in our hobby these days. Those autographs are beautiful
1: yeah i agree man and even gretzky's auto has gone up in value recently especially on a nice card you know it's a nice his 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 cup autograph patches have really shot through the roof lately and deservedly so the the more you know i'm noticing it comes down to eye appeal a lot of the time there are Unattractive cards with autographs on them that are going to sell for you know a lot lower than a gorgeous card with a with a nice patch on it as well that kind of thing or just a nice card without a patch but has that that does have an auto. Um, Jeff Wilson from Sports Card Investor who follows data says the hockey market's really heating up. And then uh, Chris Noel says stop telling everybody because you know it's, it's like kind of <laughs> kind of want it to be a secret still so we can still buy this stuff up. But I can tell you like Carvin just said, I get PMs every day and I'm not, I'm not just saying that I actually get PMs every day from people saying, should I buy this? What's that worth? You know, what do you think? What's your opinion on this card? It's like, well, I like it or I don't, but that doesn't mean you like it or don't. I, I, I kind of hesitate sometimes to, 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 you know, I, I just say, this is what I think for me. If I were, I always, I always answer those questions with if it was me, this is what I would do, because that's all I can do. I, I do not give investment advice. I do not tell you if something's going to go up in value because I don't know. But like, like Jeff says, it's heating up. And I've been noticing that, too, because I shop for hockey cards every single day. So, all right, let's keep on going, though. Let's keep on going. Kevin Jones, another Clubhouse regular. Nice to see you, Carvin. Card collector, what a great Thank you very much, Card collector. Toa Hang, another regular on Clubhouse. It's great to see you, Carvin. A wealth of knowledge from this guy no doubt no doubt little coops thinks you're a legend card which you are another clubhouse regular just came on brandon metalberg recently jumped on enjoy listening to you both on there thank you so much brandon darcy i love having dim sum with you buddy
0: (laughs) (laughs) with the beer in the teapot, right darcy late at night (laughs) exactly
1: darcy's also recently joined clubhouse austin Stevens says is panini ever coming back to hockey I'll let you, uh, let you answer this one, carb. You might have the best insight on this.
0: Well, I mean, I always get asked a question about, um, licenses and all that. And honestly, I don't know what the deals are. I don't know when the renegotiation, when the deal ends, obviously I think as, um, just, just look at everything and you put yourself into the shoes of the leagues and the manufacturers. And then, you know, obviously there's a, there's a huge amount at stake. Uh, so if you put yourself in there and you say, look at, did you look at other options? Now, I'm sure the leagues will exhaust all the other options first and make a decision, right? But also with a company that's already out there that you've done business, have strong relationships with, you might not want to engage someone new because it's an unknown, you know? And I always have that terminology and I'm sure Jeremy was gonna say, you know, um, when is that gonna come up? But I'll bring it up right away. Just be careful what you wish for because sometimes a shared license might not be better than an exclusive license. And that goes with hockey with Panini or let's say the NBA with with Upper Deck. I mean, everyone always says, oh man, it would be great for Upper Deck to have the NBA. Trust me, if if you guys were in the same position back 17 years ago, 16 years ago, the NBA business would have been really doing well, uh, despite the subprime mortgage issues and all that. Uh, Things might be different, but uh, obviously, I, I took a lot of heat on even exquisite boxes and exquisite brands. I mean, there was a lot of anger towards those boxes still. So, yeah. so even then I mean I think there's a, lot, a little bit of nostalgia and you know something that's you know always like man when you lost lost a, a love or or you know you broke up with someone you always remember all the good times right or you could remember all the bad times but typically for upper deck you remember all the good things and you don't think of the the more controversial issues are or, or, uh, you know struggles you have with you know customer service or the product itself so you know, Trust me, there was a lot of anger, even despite those times when uh, Exquisite was out.
1: The one, th- the one thing I'll add to the whole you know, multi-license situation is that if, if there was ever a time when it might happen, I think it's I think it's coming up, you know, and it all depends on when the when the contracts expire that are current, that, that are currently exclusive, because everybody who everybody in sports is aware of what's going on in cards. So uh, the the leagues must know and they 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 must be thinking that it might be uh, a time where they could possibly increase their revenues, the team and the the leagues and the PA. So, I mean, you know, this the story has always been that they don't want to they just don't want to deal with it. It's just easier from a business perspective, from a resources perspective, a logistical perspective to just deal with one with one licensee. Well, maybe it would be worth it to hire more staff. And to actually manage more so if there was ever a time i could see it being kind of now but you know they might have some some a window of time until the the current exclusives end where who knows where the hobby will be when that
0: happens and they can reevaluate at that time so something of note uh, if you look at most of the licensing right now it's almost every league has gone exclusive whether it's through media they've kind of gone exclusive like hockey has done an exclusive with rogers and obviously rogers- probably overpaid at the time for that contract for Canada uh, you look at the jerseys Nike has the exclusive for jerseys for all the basketball and I believe they have it for baseball too I think uh, our football strike football and basketball they own the rights and I don't know who owns uh, baseball I know it was supposed to be Under Armour but it's been changed hands uh, a couple of years ago and in hockey I believe correctness it's, it's, it's Adidas now right Jeremy it's all Adidas now for hockey yeah I they, think so yeah. they own the Reebok brand so so it makes things a lot easier when you only have one license, because there's, you don't have to worry about the, the competition. You don't worry about the marketing. And, you know, if the if a company is only 20% of the market, and they're spending the same amount as a company. That's getting 80% of the market. There's always going to be that, you know, discussion. Why am I paying so much in marketing as the other guys, you know, to, to get up to that level. And then on top of it, as a collector, if Upper Deck is producing 40 brands for hockey, can you imagine 80 brands of hockey cards every year? Because you have two licensees. And same thing for basketball. If there's two companies, three companies. Can you imagine the basketball market having double or triple the amount of releases? So think about those things. Like I always say, be careful what you wish for. And also on top of it, you think that it's Panini for hockey, and you think it's Upper Deck for, for uh, basketball. What if it's a new company that just started? And that's a change, whether whether they go directly to consumer now, or whether they incorporate all trading cards as NFTs and piss off a lot of physical card collectors, right? So I mean, just be careful. Like, if you have something good, sometimes I, I always say this too. There's another thing that the, probably you can call it a carbonism, but it's it's amongst a lot of uh, businesses that if it isn't broken, don't change it.
1: You know, one thing to one thing I'll say to that because you know. People love to say that exact quote, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, I'm a fan of the quote, if it ain't broke, maybe you can make it better. Like what's wrong, you know, what's wrong with trying to improve as well, right? So, but I get it. I get it. I get what you're saying still. Okay, let's keep on going. We got a couple, uh, we got a couple of Carvin the Architect, Carvin the Goat right there. Um Uh, MMA rookie card says if basketball prices are falling back up the truck and start shoveling the cards into our collections, take advantage of the pullback. I think that's good advice. Jeff Wilson says great business advice, Carvin. Now that comment is 13 minutes old, so I don't know exactly what it was to, but thank you, Jeff Wilson. Karn Rye says two goats on one screen, one goat for sure. Corey Carr says, Jeff, how you doing? Uh, (laughs) Columbia, the prices for supplies are as high as they've ever been. It's not really a supply issue either. Rock Latex. PSA has to keep a low pricing tier to keep their set player registry strong. That's uh, a good point. Very good point. Very good point. MMA says take profits in some of your cards. Buy a condo in Florida. Hello, sports card seller. Great to have you. Joe Perot, who joined me on the last episode. Carbon is like everyone's favorite uncle in the hobby. Wise, playful, and serious all at once. Well said, Joe Perot. Well said. Thank you. That would Dawa Dean back in the house has bought a Kobe Bryant rookie card Skybox Freedom SGC 10. Yeah, Hall of Fame coming up. Good luck to you with that purchase. Big unit. I think part of the cool-off on modern cards and to a lesser extent vintage has to do with the PSA backlog, buyers pausing to see how much population is actually out there. Interesting take, and one that I I think might be the might be the case for a lot of people for sure. Uh, House of Jordans, I'm guessing this is Chris, as Carvin, the card father, and I've dubbed him the king of clubhouse. <laughs> he is on there quite a bit, quite a bit. Uh, Tracy, welcome back, I think. She's looking for Joe. Joe is in the chat with you. Tracy, keep it on topic so I don't have to block you. Thank you. Austin Stevens, I think Upper Deck had a lot of quality control issues this past year. Wonder if Panini would be a step up. Fact of the matter is they all use the same third-party printing vendor, so it uh, would be really tough to, tough to say that. Gizmo, I don't think people care about upper deck basketball. I think they want LeBron and Jordan autographs. That's an interesting take for sure. Uh, here we go. Chris at House of Jordan says, Hey, guys, do you think we can get a quick hot list of the top five hockey cards going up? So I don't like to speculate on card values, but what I will do is I'll tell you who my favorite, who I would be buying right now. And this is, again, it's not, I'm not pumping. I'm not giving investment advice. It's it's not even a top five thing, but the players that I like, I like Austin Matthews. I like, I like, um, I like uh, Nathan McKinnon. How can you not like Connor McDavid, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, and th- those are to me are the big three right now in, in hockey. Uh, who am I missing right now, Carv? Who am I? I mean, Ovechkin, Ovechkin and Crosby. Like those are the those are the five guys that I'm putting my money into right now.
0: Carv, you do you have any different take on that? No, I I absolutely agree with you. I mean, the two goats right now that are probably going to be retiring from hockey in five to six years can be Ovechkin and Crosby. Crosby has the Canadian goat moment with, yeah. it, with the golden goal which the new modern day, you know, Paul Henderson goal, yet he is a goal himself. Paul Henderson was just like a semi-star that played for the Maple Leafs and the Red Wings, and he scored the winning goal against the, in the Summit Series against the Soviet Union block that, that, in that 72. So that was a great moment for Team Canada. There was also the moment when Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky scored in the 87 Canada Cup. But it was, once again, that was a Canada Cup. This one was the Olympics, the gold medal in overtime. It's equivalent to having a Game 7 walk-off home run that Crosby scored. There's other moments that Crosby had, like the first-ever Winter Classic went to a shootout, and he scored the winning goal to win the game for, Buffalo, sorry, for Pittsburgh against Buffalo. Sorry, Sabres yeah. fans. Another tough loss that was. Uh, and, and I think there's goal moments. Now, Ovechkin, look okay, at If he breaks that record, that Gretzky goals record, which everyone felt was unreachable, impossible to hit, that's going to put him in goal stats. That's that record alone with not even another cup. And if you watch its highlights, I will say, guys, if you really want to truly understand hockey, watch highlights. You will be amazed at the skill level these players have. Now, Gretzky, Crosby, people have a lot of similarities in that they play the same style. They have the same vision. They play in slow motion. Their eyes view everything in slow motion, right? So that's what they always say about these goal players. Yeah. Take Connor McDavid. This guy is the fastest skater in the game right now and still have moves like brisky and crosby so that's why he has end-to-end rushes going through three four far four guys can't even cover the guy and the guy makes just makes everyone look like idiots like all-star players so that to make him make him a gold status austin matthews although he's not canadian he's american he plays on the mecca of hockey and the most lovable losing team in all of sports right now. Trust me. I'm I just turned 53. I always feel that I'm a curse to the Maple Leafs because they've never won a cup since the day I was born. So they uh, last <laughs> won their cup in 67 yeah. and I was born in 68. So uh, Austin Matthews definitely was a was a good opportunity to buy. And Nathan McKinnon, just Nathan McKinnon when he came in, everyone said Connor McDavid was the next big thing. Nathan McKinnon has been just beyond the expectations. And it doesn't, doesn't hurt that he also comes from the same town, this little town called Cole Harbor in Nova Scotia, where Sidney Crosby is also part of. So for marketing, Tim Hortons is their spokesperson, is Sidney Crosby. He played in the Tim Hortons community leagues or their sponsored teams throughout uh, his childhood. And now with all the hockey cards and all those commercials with hockey players, it's always Nathan McKinnon and Sydney Crosby because they can just go to Nova Scotia and shoot both players at the same time so just marking alone he's going to be marked that way he plays in a great uh great city in Colorado and Denver huge hockey fans there so I think there's uh, I think Jeremy's bang on there's other other few players like you know for American born there's Patrick Kane yeah highly talented just go watch some of his highlights watch his practice routine shooting 500 bucks in, in one you know in one practice go around uh there's a malkin uh there's also Kerry price so there's a lot of lot a lot of players right so you know but i'm just saying like there's other players to also spec on you know well
1: there are yeah. I, you know there, there's there's a uh, poster for the boston bruins there's jack yeah. eichel in pittsburgh there's even even uh like dylan Larkin uh on the detroit red wings would have right. some upside if that team would would take off yeah. you know there are other great players in the league um the other thing is that Nathan McKinnon is also one of the Tim Hortons spokesmen because he's in those commercials with with Sidney Crosby. But when it comes down to it, you know, if I'm buying cards, which I'm doing, you know, I'm buying whatever, rookie cards, PMGs, cool inserts. The five players I'm looking at, Crosby, Ovechkin, McKinnon, Matthews, McDavid, that's really that, – I mean, there's a few others I'll pick up here and there, but those are the those are the core five for me, 100%. Um, and McDavid – is clearly the best player in the league. It's not open to debate. The best player in the world. Um, the problem is, is, that he, you know, his team is not really uh, poised to win at this point in time. And I think you need to win to really solidify your place as an all-time great um, and a, a collectible all-time great. Not an all-time great, but a collectible all-time great. Okay. Yeah. Let's keep going. Thanks for the question, uh, Chris from House of Jordans. Kyle says, "Where do you see OPG Platinum in the future? Is there is the Topps Chrome or Panini Prism crossover? Is it the Topps Chrome or Panini Prism crossover for hockey? I firmly believe that it is because it's it's shiny, it's pretty, and it's got a lot of parallels. A lot of them are numbered, some of them aren't. I clearly do think it is. Carv, we're just going to keep on going because we got we're, we're well sure. behind in comments." So we're going to run through some of them here. <clears throat> uh, Corey astutely says, "Upper Deck made some excellent-looking basketball cards." I agree. Tracy still misses Joe. Abraz says, "What do you guys think about the '90s insert basketball cards?" I absolutely love them, um, Abraz. I collect them and I love them and I love them and I love them. Colin says, "The card shops would go nuts if they had to buy 100 additional products and no shelf space for it." Well, if they if they were putting it on the floor and selling it, I think they I think they'd be okay with it though. But I hear you, Colin. It's uh. You know, as long as it's selling, they'll they'll find a place to put it, or they'll bust out a wall sort of thing. Dawah Dean says thoughts on Luka Doncic uh, base PSA ten will it rebound again? All base seem to be down. I think that has a lot to do with the populations right now and people's a little their apprehension towards what's about to come out of the out of PSA's backlog and Beckett's backlog. So, um, but if he plays well, the card will go up in value. If he keeps on win, if he, if he wins, if he if he you know. Keeps on playing well, being among the the top kind of three players in the league. I can see it. Ryan O'Hara's top five. Now these aren't all current because Lemieux isn't current, neither is Jager, but he's got McKinnon, Matthews, and Ovechkin in there, which makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Any low hanging fruit for Crosby, or Ovechkin that you guys like? Um, <clears throat> I mean, low hanging fruit? Uh, no, none. None that I can think of, uh, Abraz. None I can think of. Fire sports cards. What is your? guests' thoughts on all these panini non-game use patches on most of their products, including these RPAs with crazy prices, seems unacceptable to me. Carve, I'm gonna let you take it. Try and keep it to a couple minutes if you can.
0: Okay. So let's let's talk about RPAs. Most RPAs are not game used. They're always photo short uh, shoot or event worn or player worn jerseys. Look at there's so many rookie cards that have patches. And the reason why there's not as many game used jerseys is that it's just availability. I mean, you think of a rookie, how many minutes does he play in a game? I mean, some of these rookies play like maybe two minutes. Football rookies don't even get to see the, the field for the whole entire year half the time, like the quarterbacks. So how are you gonna acquire these game used jerseys? Also of note, there's also the teams also have a need for the keeping the jerseys. When a team is on a on a on a streak. They don't give up their jerseys they're superstitious these jerseys we're winning in these jerseys we're not going to give it up to sell it to a card company and also these teams also sell it on their own sites they sell it through third-party sellers they sell it through the auctions so of note like the green bay packers new england patriots they only wear one jersey per year now they have three types of jerseys they wear only one of each jersey that's why when a tom Bray jersey ever came up an nfl auction it goes for 40 to fifty thousand dollars now, let's take that. If you have a rookie that plays and that jersey costs you $20,000, an average jersey patch yield yields only about 80 patches on a one-by-one. On an NT, you're only going to get about 25 patches. So equivalent for just one ninety nine NP NT RPA, whether it's basketball or, or football or even hockey, hockey is a little bit stronger yield, you only get, you have to buy four used jerseys for the bigger size NTRPAs. Multiply that by eight to 10,000. That's 40,000 for one rookie. You got 42 rookies. You can have, you can do the math. And by all means, when we build products, we have to get a profit. We can't build it with a big loss, saying that we purchased all these jerseys to use the patches. So when you think of a rookie card, what I always tell people is that, look at the rookie card as an aesthetics. It's, it's basically, you have all these rookie cards in front of me, one rookie is differentiated by ink one could be by chromium one could be you know, sepia tone paper versus uh regular white you know premium paper uh, one also has the jersey piece and one has an autograph jersey or autograph patch those are just enhancements it's helped differentiate the, the, the different rookie cards that you want to collect and obviously by the decision of the hobby they treat for basketball and football NTRPAs as the card of choice that they want to go after in terms of true rookie cards for hockey. It's the cup RPA is that what they call, you know, the grail rookie cards. So same thing in, in baseball, it's a little bit different. So we won't go into baseball, but those sports, that's what they chase is that they chase the rookie card to patch autograph. Unfortunately, it is impossible to build a product to get it under the, the price point, I mean, the price point would be like thousands and thousands of for a cup box. You know, you're probably paying $5,000 to have all game used jersey patches in that product. So, you know, you're going to be paying for it if you want game used material.
1: And then I think another issue is that it's tough to get that game used material early enough to even get the product out in time. So, it's true. you true. Know, yeah. they got to get the product out there and the yeah. hobby does not like to wait for products. So it's, you know,
0: or sticker autographs. Or sticker autographs.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's one of those sort of necessary uh, evils, if you will. Okay. Thanks for the explanation, Carvin. I think that was great. Uh, Ryan, Ryan says that the NHL should hire Carvin to market the league to other sports fans. It might not be a bad okay. idea, Carv. Uh Hopefully your boss isn't watching right now. Um, Henry says, I just went to the show today. LeBron stuff is dead. That is not good for basketball. I will focus on baseball more now. Henry, all I'll say to that is, um, you know, you're going to have to be quite nimble if you're, if you're literally operating based on the last few days of how the hobby is doing. So um, all the power to you to, to be able to stay on top of things um, that quickly, but um, LeBron stuff, I can, I can pretty much guarantee you isn't dead because I see the stuff still moving um, on other, uh, you know, at places other than the card show you were at today. But, um, but thank you for the, uh, thank you for the observation. I'm curious to know what card show you were at too, if you wouldn't mind putting that in the comments. Daniel says that Jack Hughes is with the New Jersey Devils is a special player with not much help. Keep an eye on him, and I do agree with that. I don't think he's in the, the caliber of the other five, my my main five circle of five, but definitely a player worth worth watching. Um, Toa says, if Carvin had a chance to get back in and help produce one product line, what would it be and what sport? Carv, can you answer
0: that one? Uh, I, I think, you know, so on my mantle, I, have ho- I build hockey products built basketball products i never built a baseball product uh, and I, I also built some football products so those three and i built golf uh, i'm just trying to think of my time at upper deck and panini so the sports i've never worked on like usc i never worked on soccer I never worked on f1 of course now that's newer racing nascar i never worked on so i still have a lot of opportunities to work on a sport that i've never worked on so baseball would definitely be one I uh, wouldn't talk about product lines, but uh, I'm sure I can think of one once I'm in that mindset and brainstorming the ideas. So something would come to mind. Uh, and also, you know, I also love the, even the like the Allen and Ginter type products, like the, the ones that involve celebrities and movie stars and card creators and, and, and employees too. So I like, I like, I like those sets too as well. So uh, I, I don't really have a, affinity for one set or one sport necessary but the sports i never worked on would probably be the ones that you know it allows me to get out of my comfort zone and and challenge my my mind again to be creative
1: so you just mentioned like um employee cards so what were you what were you really um what were you really talking about there carve what were you what yeah. were you really talking about yeah something like <laughs> that hey eh? my allen and ginter card yeah there's Carvins allen and, and ginter card everybody that he uh Gave to me a long time ago with an old nickname of mine all right um let's uh let's go back to the comments we got some good stuff coming through here so uh let's just i want to read this one i don't want to get into it because i because we you've talked about it quite a bit carbon but 23 airness um says that just like when people throw around the term rpa too loosely annoys you it is sometime, somewhat annoying when people pluralize goats. Only one greatest ever in each sport doesn't make sense otherwise. So I, I'm going to take this one, Carve, because I agree with, you know, goat implies one. But I've started to uh, to actually, you know, think to myself, you can actually pluralize it. And I know it's not consistent with what you're saying, 23 Arneson. From a technical perspective, you're 100% correct. However, however, we there's no fun in, in, in isolating it to one person, you know, and there are, there, I think there's a goat by era or by decade sort of thing and a goat by sport. So you you almost have to pluralize it. And I'm okay to say that goats travel in herds. So there's more than one goat in a herd. So I'm okay with, I'm okay with it. But anyway, let's just keep going, Uh, but definitely hear what you're saying. And I've had that exact same thought before. Um, Okay, Currency Project. So here's a good comment. He says, I would throw Joe Thornton's Black Diamond rookie into that top five list. Now, that wasn't a top five list of rookie cards uh, to the Currency Project. That That was a top five list of players that I'm collecting that I'm buying cards of. But with that said, he is very correct that Joe Thornton's Black Diamond rookie card from 96, 97, I believe it is, is probably the most important hockey rookie card from the 90s. And, um, and it's tough. And there's a gold version of it, which I think is thought to be at a 50 that is coming up. I just saw it hit eBay yesterday. I don't know when it ends, but there's one on eBay. And that is a very rare card. And it's going to go for a lot of money. So I'll be, I'll be watching it out of curiosity. But I do have the silver card in my collection, which is very nice at all. JOM wants some hairstyle advice. Yeah, shave it off, man. Then you don't need hairstyle advice. Best advice I can give you. It works well for me. Abraz, any low-hanging fruit for Kane and McKinnon cards that you guys like? Um, <clears throat> not really. I mean, you you got you to gotta just go for the cards that you like. If you like them and you think they're cheap, that will be low-hanging fruit to you. You know, I might like bananas or oranges. You might like apples and pears. So whatever you think is low-hanging, uh, go for it. Victor, good buddy, says the term easier comes off lazy to me. I say let's put the golf clubs down and let's get to work. I wish I remembered what that was in in context of, but thank you, Victor. Um, Okay, a couple comments on ESPN getting some NHL. Is that going to help things moving forward? I think it will, Carve. Do you think that that's going to help the hockey end of the hobby?
0: Of course. I mean, think about it this way. ESPN can now have full replays. With commentators now, just even on the ESPN.com, on on you know other videos that they are outputting now. Whether it's on Instagram, that helps. Dustin, that that's just snippets, right? Because right now, when you see a, a gorgeous goal, it always has to be like to music, which is kind of distracting when you don't have the, you know, when you when you talk about players, you know, we always talk about the soccer players, like yells out goal, right? And of course, you know, one of the famous goal of all time in terms of a broadcaster is Rick Generek's Mayday goal. In the overtime in the playoffs right he's famous for that things and those are the things that the the announcer helps accentuate the moment helps give it that oomph and i think that's important when you're watching espn where the guy like austin matthews go or carter mcdavid it's always to music and it's kind of like it's not fun to listen to watch at all but that alone and plus now they go to they're starting on espn plus i think adam had mentioned that it's only going to plus but if it does well on plus that has that opportunity to go into espn the main channel so that's important no, at least you have that opportunity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Lapper. I apologize, but I assume you buy Sid Nate. That's Nathan McKinnon Ovechkin to hold longer term. Do you think the non goats are worth holding for any length of time, 10 years plus? So I, I think some of them are Lapper, you know, like the guys that did, you know, is Stevie Iserman a goat? Well, probably not because there were so many players in his era that were better than him, like Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux. But I still think Steve Eisenman is worth holding for a long time, 10 years plus. Yes. I think then, you know, to answer that question, you have to look at Hall of Famers and you have to divide them up between the goats who are, you know, there's five or six of them because <laughs> they travel in herds. And then you've got like that second tier and then you've got, you know, more tiers within them. And a good place to look at that where I've gone to kind of understand, especially in the old for like really like pre-war is the PSA population report, the Hall of Fame set registry, and the weightings assigned to the cards. Now, sometimes those weightings are assigned to cards because the cards are just really tough. But sometimes, and most of the time, I believe they're assigned because of the importance of the player. So that's what I've used to gauge player importance. And um, as, like, as a reference uh, for when I'm not sure. So I do think there is merit to holding non-GOATS for a long time, but not a lot of them, like not a lot of them. You you want, you want, you want these kind of, you know, you know, if the goats are A pluses and everyone else is an A or a B plus or a B, you know, I, I'm okay with B's, B pluses and A's. I don't want anything with a C or a B minus, but within those players, you want to find the ones that are really heavily collected for whatever reason. And um, that's how, that's
0: how I would answer that
1: question. Carve, anything to add to that?
0: I'll, I'll say when it's non-goats, it all depends on where where your entry point is, because what like for example, like this year, Tim Duncan is rising up, Jerry James Harden is rising up. So there's, there's, if, if you're going to see a rise up on the card, I can't sit there and say, "Well, I'm going to hold it for ten years now." If you're going to go three X on a non-goat, we don't know where that those players are going to be three years from now. So I would just say, "Hey." Maybe it's time to move off those cards because you're you're if it's if it's not a gold, I'm probably not going to be investing unless, uh, or no sorry, collecting those players unless it's a player of my team or you know that little space of that lane that I have for collecting. So if it's not collecting, then I'm obviously investing on it. So at that point, you got to be concerned about when do you get off. Like if you're if you're a cryptocurrency collector, do you hold for ten years if Bitcoin goes ten x, or do you? Just get off and you take profit on it right and then you can move on to buying something else uh, for that same purpose and by the way I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the goat analogy or the gold acronym just for everyone i know it says greatest of all time but it's like when people say hustle i don't like hustle because hustle is mean like if you go oh i'm i'm hustling or i'm a side hustle it seems like you're kind of hustle is kind of a, a terminology that's used for like you know conning people and all that so I don't like that term. And goats, I always think of the GOAT curse of the Cubs. They brought a coat to the to the team and they never won a championship for a hundred and odd how many hundred and plus years, right? So it seems like gold status, it doesn't I don't know. I, I can't dress up Michael it's, Jordan with horns and the beard, right? So, but it, so. so we we but it, it does serve its purpose in discussion in discussion.
1: I hear right. you on hustle. Hustle has some negative connotations to right. it. You know, hustlers were, you know. Yeah. Um, the term I don't like in the hobby, just uh, to talk about terms, is I never liked the term mojo back in the day when people mm-hmm. would be doing group breaks to talk about mojo. I right. do
0: not like that term at all. It just it just gives or, me or or my my big term I hate it was whales. You know, stores would call their big customers coming to the stores and they go, Oh man, how many whales do you have? I'm like, guys, you shouldn't call your customer a whale. <laughs> it's just yeah. a bad terminology. You call them VIPs, you call them yeah. preferred customers, you know, diamond customers or you know, top of the tier, you don't call them whales. That's, that's just my way of, you know, with the terminology that I hear all the the time. Yeah,
1: I'm with you. Sports card seller reminds everyone to hit that like button. Thank you for that sports card seller. Greatly appreciate that. Please guys, if you're enjoying this, hit the like button. If you're not enjoying this, hit the like button. Um. Okay. Abraz, Abraz. you know, I'm going to just say one thing, Abraz. This is not a, this is not a, a, my content is not about how things will do long-term. Uh, it's just not the approach. I, I I just don't give investment advice on here. It's not, it's not in my wheelhouse. So um, I, I think you're talking Garnett and Duncan, you know, two uh, hall of famers, I believe isn't Garnett about to be, or already is a hall of famer. So probably will do very well long-term. Um, but um, yeah, we'll just leave that at that. Chi town hustler, LeBron had huge results in the golden auction tonight. So that's a little bit contradictory to what we heard earlier on in the show or at least about that one card show that that one viewer was at today i think uh henry um yeah and lucky says perhaps a good buying opportunity lebron rpa did 1.4 million that's uh that's pretty crazy that's some good mo- it's not actually that crazy uh relatively speaking but that's good that's that's good money doesn't make me think lebron cards are dead at all uh sharpshooter says considering the amount of money people are paying towards boxes or for boxes do you guys think the card companies will ever do away with sticker autos uh, it makes the card look low end. I mean, we're not going to get into why there are, but um, it's like either sticker autos or no autos is basically the short answer for that. So, um, I mean, you know, there are going to be hard signed autos still, but if you want those additional autos, they have to be stickers. There's just really no way around it. And, uh, you know, tune into Clubhouse, tune into, you hear Carve and talk about that a lot. Carve, you know, literally 30 seconds. Anything to add just to,
0: to sum up the, the question? Everyone wants the best of everything, best of all worlds. They want cards out will PSA 10 or BGS 10s. They want sticker. They want hard sign autos, and they want cards in uniform. Guys, what I would say recommend is put yourself in the shoe of a card manufacturer. Look at when is the first photos of the, the rookies potentially playing. Remember, once you produce, it takes about two months to produce the cards onto actual cards, and then, and then the athletes get two to three months to sign them. Basically, you're not going to have autograph cards until about February if everything's hard time these days. And on top of it, teams do not allow their players to skip out on practice, to go pregame and sign autographs. I mean, it is the amount of effort. And a lot of times those cards are in players' hands. They get damaged because they don't realize how much the commodity is. Even some of the players now knowing how much those cards or those PSA 10s are worth, they may say, man, I don't care if someone gets a PSA 10 or not. They may they may think that way. Hopefully they don't. They think, you know, I want everyone to get a PSA 10 for those cards. But it travels all around the world. It gets knocked around. You know, sticker autos helps, helps condition the cards. And what I, what I will say is that the original reason why sticker autos were used was people were complaining about redemptions and complaining about conditioning the cards. So once again, I'm going to bring up my favorite carbon, carbonism is be careful what you wish for. Yeah.
1: Fair. Yeah. Fair. All right, we're going to run through Colin murray's giving us some information on the Golden Auction tonight. The PSA 9 Gretzky did 202,000, which I I think that's pre-buyer's premium because I saw that earlier tonight and I do know that collectible had a PSA 9 OPG Gretzky uh where they received an offer of $225,000 and the uh the the unit holders uh they uh, rejected that offer. So um, which I, I was just I love to see when offers get rejected by the unit holders. PSA 10 Jordan did 350. Uh Fleer Wax Box did 190, and the car and the LeBron did 1.4. Thank you, Colin, for that update. MMA rookie cards wants Carbon to go work on UFC cards. They need more creativity. Tracy loves my hair. She must be referring to my eyebrows. I've always got good compliments on my eyebrows. So thank you so much, Tracy. Dawa Dean, question uh for the guest. Thoughts on Kobe card market top space RC PSA 10 was 10.5 um we're, we're just sorry Davo. we're not gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna skip by that one for in the interest of time but thanks for putting the question out there daniel busby just getting free to watch the TV. just getting free to watch the show Sorry, don't know what topic wrong, Carvin. do you ever see upper decker tops getting the nfl or NBA? List? yeah we we already did cover that daniel so i'll just ask you to rewind or watch that one later steve sir who is the goat goalie this is a tough question. I know who I think is the best goalie of all time from who I've seen play, and that's Dominic Castic. He's my, to me, he's the best goalie of all time. Now, I never saw George Vezina play. I never saw uh, Jacques Plante play. I never saw Glenn Hall play. I never saw Jerry Cheevers play. But, you know, times were different back then. To me, it's Dominic Castick, You know, Patrick Waugh, Marty Brodeur, they're in the discussion for certain. Um, and after that, there's really nobody else that comes to mind. But let's hear what Carvin thinks.
0: Uh, career-wise, numbers-wise, I think Patrick Waugh would be your your number one goal goalie, if you're basing it on numbers. In terms of performance, uh, I agree to a point where what Jeremy's saying about Hasek is just that some of the saves we're making saves were unbelievable. But I would actually pick the goalie that I watch play he used to play for a team called CCCP, and his name is Vladislav Tretiak. He was phenomenal. There's one game. That was on Boxing Day where he faced the powerhouse Montreal Canadiens, and it was a 2-2 tie, and I think they shot 70 shots against them. So just watch some of his saves. I mean, Trechiak is is a phenomenal goalie. Never had a chance to play in the NHL, though.
1: We have a couple go- a couple votes for Patty Roy, Patrick Waugh, who uh, is definitely – and, you know, stats, career stats-wise, I mean, how do you really argue against Marty Brodeur? He's got Cups, the all-time wins leader, which will likely never be caught. Like – it's tough. Uh, hockey guy says hassock I mean, Hasik. when I say go, he was just, I thought he was the best goalie, but when you bring into, into the conversation stats, then you're, you're left, you're down to Brodeur and Patrick Waugh. Yeah. Goalie. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, hassock is the goat, but Waugh is more popular, says Chris. Card collector, do you guys think CBY can bring another Stanley Cup to Hockey Town? He's got his, he's got his work cut out for him. Let's go. Let's just go with that. Lapper says Patty Waugh, 100%. Uh, Sharpshooter says, "I bet." Jeremy says, "Jacques Plante." I will tell you, the goat of all goalie cards is the is the Jacques Plante rookie card. To me, I mean, of course, the George Vesna is you know known as a bit of a grail in in hockey cards, but um, to me, from an eye appeal perspective, the Jacques Plante is just one of the coolest cards going. I, I love it. Uh, worst term phrases come hard. I cannot dispute that that uh, that at all. Not at all. Irving, anything aside from sports cards, people should be looking at Pokemon, Fortnite, Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, Carve. I'll leave that one to you.
0: Uh, it's tough to say. I mean, you know, I'm more of a sports card guy to, to begin with. I mean, I think some of the Magic cards, I mean, they they're already getting high, really high values. Pokemon's already at an all-time high in terms of uh, people collecting it again. Uh, Fortnite, this just i don't play Fortnite—and I know that some of those cards are going for crazy dollars from the Series One and Series Two. I, I have no way of determining a Fortnite and Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh is a step below, it seems like, from the other ones. Uh, I don't know why, uh, so I, I can't really comment on that. There are other cards. like I still like the Spectral Tiger from World of Warcraft card. Uh, that's probably the nicest in terms of gameplay, the nicest mount that you can have. I know when I used to play, I used to get all kinds of private messages in World of Warcraft saying, dude, how'd you get that one? You know, And it was also advertised on... World of Warcraft commercials with Mr. T riding a special tiger. So that was an upper deck product. Uh, There's a scratch off and you get the number and you get a, a free tiger. That's like, you know, kind of transparent tiger as a mount. I still think that card may be underpriced. All
1: the all the non-sport talk is on these the guys that Irving put up there right now. And You know, I like some non-sport, but it's none of those. It's none of those. It's more historical figures, Hollywood, um, music, uh, you know, important historical figures like like um, Walt Disney is a great example. He's got some cool cards out there. Albert Einstein has some cool cards out there. Presidential, you know, certain presidents, uh, explorers—that's the stuff where my interest is headed because I'm I'm finding that a lot of you know we're priced out of so much right now. It's there's still some really cool topics out there to collect on on cardboard. You know, I love sports cards, but I also I just I'm I love my cardboard so. Sometimes the subject, as long as it's an important subject matter, if it's the goat of explorers, I might want to add them to my collection. Okay, let's keep on going. Yeah. Daniel says, I'd rather have autos and redemptions. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, okay, hockey guy, I got you on that comment. Uh, so far, Tracy's behaving tonight So on this show. So Tracy, if you keep behaving, we'll let you stay. Thank you very much. Gizmo, a vote for Ken Dryden, which Definitely. I think, you know, yeah, fair, fair. But I don't know, just didn't play that long. Darcy says Brodeur and Wah. Yeah, hard to, hard to, uh... Nobody says Sawchuck. To... Nobody says Sawchuck. No one said Sawchuck. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Chrissy Buckets is the best goalie, says Chrissy Buckets. Hockey guy, go look at 90s Vezinas when Brodeur, Hasek, and Wah were all in the league. The answer is Hassock, but Wah is more collectible. Dawah Dean ask your guests, your guests, Lakers, Nets, Philly, Nuggets, who wins this year's championship? Carve who wins the, the NBA championship this year?
0: I don't know. It, it's wide open right now. Nuggets after losing Jamal Murray, I think it's going to hurt them. I mean, he had that great run last year. Philly, if everyone's healthy, they're, it's a possibility. Uh, I'm not sold on the Nets. You know, offensive coach, offensive assistant coach, everyone's really high on them. And right now, they haven't even played like a handful of games together. I don't know if chemistry is going to count and defense is going to matter in the playoffs. And just sometimes I, I look at it and Some of these players i'm not sure if kyrie irving couldn't get along with lebron james i'm not so sure how easy he'll be to get along with you know james harden and and durant they haven't played too much together yet so we'll we will see uh with the nets lakers i'm worried about their injuries and their depth on on that team so i mean it could be someone else from the from the west like the nuggets was the one team that i was i was thinking about but you know i don't know utah keeps on doing it every single day it's like it's kind of surprising and once Donovan, I think Donovan Mitchell still not—he's still out right now. So if he gets back, that'll that'll make a difference. And the team in the East that I would be really worried about is the Heat again. Great coaching, great defensive team, and if you know if Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero start shooting up, they can go back to the the finals again.
1: Yeah, you know it's just nice that it seems to be wide open and that uh, every team kind of might have a shot—or not every team, but the, you know the few that there, there's not just one or two favorites this year. Um, yeah, Tracy. Uh, if from what I remember, if you were a troll on the last show, I would have I would have blocked you and you wouldn't be able to comment now. So um, we're going to take you out of troll, out of out, off. Of, well, not that I ever had you in troll status, but we're going to take you off of that for sure. Uh, Darcy, I like this comment. Darcy says Broder has, I, I believe, has the most wins and the most losses, which is a would be a knock against you. I, well, I, it comes down to longevity too. But anyway, um, card collector I always thought Marty's the goalie goat. Card Canuck says, if Lindbergh stayed healthy, who knows? I think what he means yeah. today is if Lindbergh stayed alive, who knows? Yes. Um, yeah, unfortunate. That was a very untimely and unfortunate death of a player who could have been an absolute superstar. Are any fractional share companies allowing Canadian members yet? I Not that I know of. I do not think so, and I really hope that they do soon because I will definitely uh, play a little bit in that. Colin Murray lets us know that Tretiak was drafted by the Habs. Yeah. Very good, very good. Um. Oh, I think we're talking about X Files. Is very hot up there. Before Hockey Guy, Beanie Baby's going to make a comeback yet? I don't know. This is about who cares. Let's leave it at that. Who cares? What <laughs> do you guys think? Tracy says, "What do you guys think about Mano Reyom? Well, you know, Mano Reyom was the only female to ever play in a professional hockey game. It wasn't. A, it wasn't an actual like like league. It was an exhibition game. It wasn't a game in the regular season. Um, I thought it was very gimmicky back in the day when she did play. I thought the Tampa Bay lightning were new in the league and that was a great gimmick to bring some attention to them. Not that she wasn't qualified to play, but I thought that it was just still gimmicky and she was never going to really become a, a full-time uh, NHLer. but um, otherwise a great ambassador for women's hockey was for a very long time and uh, I have nothing bad to say about Mano Raeom. Carb, what, what do you remember about her?
0: No, same thing. I mean, we, we, we all remember her and her classics card obviously the autograph card and she had a, a bunch of other 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 cards of her as a goalie I, I still remember that autographs in silver and it's numbered out of seven thousand or something like that it was it was crazy numbering hand number i believe too uh yeah she was the only female player to ever played in an actual professional in one for four leagues so we all know about the i believe the kicker that kicked recently in the ncaa um, she was a kicker recently, so yeah. she made headlines and we're hearing all about all the refs that are, you know, uh, head coaches that are all, uh, you know, women head coaches and the NBA, like Becky Hammond is one of them. There's also coaches in, in the NFL and the referees, which is great. But if you want to think about a pioneer, she was the pioneer of that era. I mean, back in the late nineties, mm-hmm. or mid, mid to late, late nineties, I think, right? Or yeah. early nineties. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, she goes on to say it was
1: great to see her play against the men for sure. I mean it was it was cool, but I still think it was a little bit you know, a little bit of a gimmick, but that's okay, you know. You, they needed to do some marketing and that was fine. And again, she was qualified.
0: She was she was she was like the top female goaltender, so nothing wrong so with that. It' it's outside the four sports. Annika stores the match she played in the PGA tournament. So and she was if you talk about women's golf, she is a GOAT. So yeah.
1: Lots of great women, uh, you know, collectible cards. You, you got lots of tennis players as well. Um, so so I just want to say to uh, Chris, I think you owe Tracy an apology. Uh, hockey guy, Chris has outlaw cards. Billy the Kid. Yeah, I'm, I have a Billy the Kid card, which I really like. 52 Tops has a neat history set. Yeah, it's called the Look and See, which is where the, which is where the Billy the Kid card is out of. I have two cards from that set. I'll actually show them to you guys just for fun. I have two cards from the Look and See I have. Here, let me find them here very quickly. They should be back to back in my folder here. Here they are. So the first one is. Let me just take down the banner for a second. The first one is this guy right here, Billy the Kid, which is I just I just love this card. I just think it looks super <laughs> <like> cool. <laughs> and the second card I have from the fifty-two, look and see. This is a, these are tops cards, which I think is super cool. Is the uh, the Queen Elizabeth, in a PSA eight as well. I just you know I just think these are really cool cards. So. I do have two cards from that set, so um, good comment from from you, Uh, Tim Brown. That is definitely the card you were talking about. Christy Bucket says David Duchovny is undervalued. So yeah, the X-Files has some cards for sure. You guys were talking about them up above. Big Unit, do you think Taylor Hall's trade to Boston will help resurrect his cards and career? Maybe. Maybe. That's all I can say is maybe on that. Ken Dryden, where does he rank? I don't even rank Ken Dryden that much. I mean... He just didn't play long enough. I mean, if you're if you're a Montreal Canadiens fan, you rank him up there with Patrick Waugh. If you're not, you know, he's just kind of like um, I don't know. I don't want to take anything away from him, but he kind of ruined it for me in his after cocky career too. Just kind of a just kind of a not you know he won't sign autographs. He's just kind
0: of a stick in the mud. Yeah, he, he definitely does not sign autographs, and that's one of the aspects of this hobby that I guess everyone wants to see his autograph. But he'll sign for his books that he's written. He'll sign for everything else, and if you're gonna get it personalized, he'll sign for you. So that's the way to get a signature. Uh, he does doesn't want um, any financial gains from the signature. That's the way he treats get, it.
1: Yeah, get it on. Yeah, exactly. Get it on his book. And he'll sign, he'll, I, I wouldn't be surprised if now he'll sign books big enough so that you can't cut them out and put them into cut cards, cut autograph type of cards, you know? I
0: think uh, didn't Leaf do a cut autograph of Kendrick in the past? My yeah,
1: something. And so did um, Andre Lessard does, uh, he's got some, he makes custom cards out of out of cuts. And he did one recently, actually. He just showed it on Instagram. I, I can't remember the name of his Instagram account, but he just showed one as well. Right. Um, okay, uh, Jose Rui Loba, in your opinion, is the mid 90s to early 2000 Red Wings versus Avalanche the best rivalry of all time. I mean, you know, that hit Claude Lemieux put on Chris Draper, basically destroying his face, sparked right. off a crazy rivalry. Best of all time. I think the Habs and the Leafs might be the best of all time, but you know, it's been going on so long. The Battle of Alberta is a pretty good one, but that one, that one, you know, in its in it, in its
0: time. Was the best one at the time, I think for sure. Yeah, for for that time period, for sure. I mean, even we, when you think about, it, I, I always bring up, you know, Ovechkin and, and Crosby. They play in the same division, right? Washington against Pittsburgh, no, two number one picks going against each other. And for our hobby knowledge, they were both in the same rookie year too. These these two rookies, right? So, I to, to me, that's the greatest rivalry because they're the two modern day goats that everyone compares. And on top of it, if you think about that one game in the playoff where. Ovechkin had a hat trick, and Crosby had a hat trick. Like, what other game have you had two goats have a hat trick against each other in the playoffs? Yeah. So that's just yeah. you know, to top it off, and and the great the greatness of the rivalry doesn't even go to um, just the playing; it goes to the off the court, off off the ice. Like you know, Ovechkin is completely different than Crosby. One is very quiet, and very sheltered. The other one's a party animal. Just the complete opposites, and yeah, that's so by to the
1: and I hear you, that's probably the greatest player versus player rivalry, you know, that's True. been going on in the last 15 True. years. As far as, I don't see a, a huge rivalry between the two teams, though, but right. but I do appreciate you bringing that up, because that's, that's I definitely agree. Uh, Daniel says, Fuhrer was so entertaining. Grant Fuhrer, yes, was. he was. There's a vote for uh, Tretiak, who Carbon mentioned earlier, the Russian that never played in the NHL. Card Collector says, it's definitely great that there are, are more than two teams that seem to have a shot at winning this year. I agree. Uh, Lapper says, can't compare Wah to Brodeur for Ws when Brodeur had more overtime wins. Yeah, very technical, but probably makes sense. Uh, Dawadin, is it true PSA is going to make a grade higher than 10s? Uh, No, it's not true. Uh, It may happen, but it's not true. It has not been confirmed. Nobody knows. Ken Golden did speculate that on on my show a few weeks ago, but it's not for certain yet. But it's a fun thing to speculate about. Fire sports cards, do you think the national is going to happen this year? I do. I just don't think it's going to happen at the scheduled time. Ryan O'Hara says there's a cool Monoreum Cup auto card. Yes, the, actually, Upper Deck just included Manorium in the cup in the last year or two with an autograph card. Very true. Uh, Facebook user confirms the golden prices did not include the 20% buyer's premium, so that Gretzky at 202 ends up doing uh, what, 242?
0: Yeah, 242.
1: Something like that. Yeah. And the and the LeBron at 1.4 actually does 1.6 or so. So pretty crazy. <laughs> uh Lapper, Michelle Wee for golf as well. Played against men. Very cool. Annika as well. Jeff Wilson says, very cool card. That what was what card was that? What card did you oh, maybe the carbon card I showed. Oh, oh maybe. maybe. Or maybe my uh my 52, my 52 looking sees could have been the look and sees. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, Colin Murray, Manot was undef- undrafted, sorry, undefeated, 5-0-1 in the East Coast League. That's, that's a men's league. That's a men's league. Sharpshooter, that brings up a question. Who would you say is the women's goat in the sports world? Carve.
0: Ooh. Overall. It's a tough one, but I have to go with Serena Williams. Yeah. Serena Williams. It's just, you know, she's dominating. And um, one thing of note I, I want to bring up, and, and I've seen it in certain like clubhouse rooms and all that, I noticed that you know there's always discussion about women in sports and people bring up like pictures of michelle we or let's say pictures of christy brinkley like guys we're talking about sports and women in sports let's bring up pictures of serena williams annika Sorenstone, like the goats uh, you can bring up pictures of like for example like cheryl miller who's a broadcaster but she is a goat. and in, in terms of women's basketball she was way before her time uh, she played in the 84 olympics and She's Reggie Miller's sister, and she schooled Reggie Miller every time they played against each other. So think about that. There's a Hall of Famer that's that was schooled by her sister. Yes. Uh, read up on the story where Reggie Miller came back from high school game, and he's, he you know, saw his sister, and he was so excited. He's like, oh, man, sis, I finally had the game. I, I finally broke through. Kind of trying to brag against Cheryl Miller. And he goes, uh, I finally scored 40 points in a high school game. And Cheryl goes, oh, that's great, man. Congratulations. She walks in. She goes, well, wait a second. You're not even going to. Talk about it. She goes, how did you do in your game?" She goes, oh, "I just had an okay game." She goes, "Well, how many points you scored? 105." She scored wow. 105 points. Yeah, that's a lot of points.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm with you though. Serena Williams. I, I think I, I can't think of anyone else. Um, Colin Murray says Ken Dryden. Ten years Calder Trophy. Six Vezinas. Six cups. Pretty good. Yeah, I cannot argue with that. Terry agrees. You know, I don't know why I have this bias against Ken Dryden, uh, but I do. And and it's probably unfounded. I'll admit it. It's probably unfounded. But um, – and Waters I never – Oh,
0: that team. That team was – no, I was thinking about. Out, right. And that defense corps with Gila Point and Serge Savard. I remember watching one game. Larry before. Robinson. Larry Robinson, yep. And and all the players were all defensive, like Bob Gainey, Mondu, Iceball. All these guys were all defensive players. So I, I remember watching one game where the rebound came out and the puck was just sitting like in front of Ken Dryden for like, like thirty seconds almost. It felt like forever, and then finally Ken Dryden just you know skated up to the puck and covered it up or passed it out because no one was even getting close to the puck because the defense was just basically had all the forwards and and controlling all the forwards. So, but you know that's just. Uh, you know, and Ken Dryden is a stand up goalie. He was the first ever stand up goalie. So he wasn't really exciting to watch like a Hassock or one of my favorite for Maple Leaf uh, was Mike Palmatero who was flopping yeah. everywhere. Right. So
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep on going here. Carve, you good for time? Yeah. Let's go. Let's keep okay. on doing it. Good, 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 good. Uh, okay. Sharpshooter says uh, Montreal Quebec had the best rivalry. That's yeah. I mean, yeah. Short lived, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Boston Montreal definitely has a great rivalry. Yes, Colin reminds us Ken Dryden has a law degree. Maybe why he's a stick in the mud, but I don't know. Uh, nothing against lawyers. Nothing against lawyers. I'm, I'm basically one <laughs> myself. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a vote for the Montreal Quebec rivalry. PSA 11, the spinal tap grade. Uh, uh, Lapper says, Nat talked about the grading scale in the last interview and essentially said it's not changing for now, anyways. Joe Perot says, Serena for me, Valentini, Lindsay Vaughn, or Serena Williams are women goats. Serena or and Simone says Jordan Reicher. Jordan, welcome. I haven't seen you yet tonight. Rhonda Rousey from MMA. Makes sense. Makes sense. We got another vote for Serena and Mia Hamm. Terry says Haley Wickenheiser, Christine S and Serena are the goats in their so Oh,
0: Who's Christine Sinclair. Christine Sinclair. Sinclair. Oh. Women, women in soccer for Canada.
1: Got it. Got it. Sharpshooter. Doesn't want Jeff to keep on doing his hello. Hey, you know what? Once you've got your your catchphrase, hello. you gotta stick with it. You know, it's recognizable. So, yeah. you know, you stick with it when you got something like that. Jordan, Carvin, that's a great story about Cheryl and Reggie. Forgot about that. Oh, there's a vote for Martina Navratilova. Yeah, she was a GOAT back in the day for sure. I might have already said this, but I absolutely love this conversation. Jeremy, you keep out doing yourself. Thanks, card collector. I'm reading these without pre-reading them, so I don't even know what's coming, but thank you very much. Monica Sellis had her time too. Remember when a fan stabbed her? Yes, I remember that for sure. Uh, Peter Chow, shedding some light on my bias against Ken Dryden. Your Dryden bias is hobby related, won't sign, not based on his actual play, might have been a hair before your time. Yeah, I mean, if he stopped playing in, you know, if he stopped playing in 82 or so, and I started really watching hockey, but it, yeah, it was a hair before my time, for sure, for sure. Ah, uh, there you go, Jeff. It's your favorite part. Is this the real? Yeah, this is the real Jeff Wilson. Okay, so, uh, hockey guy, Serena, uh, might not be. I wonder if that's the real Jeff Wilson. I'm not, I'm not convinced this is the real Jeff Wilson. I, I just don't know. Maybe it is. Serena Williams or Amanda Nunes for now. There it is, okay, I guess it is. Okay, Uh, keeping on going here. Jeremy, do we have any updates on the Metal Universe release? Um, No real updates, uh, Jordan, Um, just that I I don't see, I don't know when it's gonna come out. I just know that all the companies are having delays with the printing vendors. So we're just gonna have to be patient until it comes out and I'm more than willing to be patient for it, but we will see, we will see. Paul Golden is running the Jeff Wilson account. Okay. <clears throat> Don't know who Paul Golden is, but okay. Paul so,
0: Ken's son.
1: Oh, Paul Golden is, is Paul Golden. Oh, you're talking, <laughs> okay. He's talking about Ken Golden's son. Yeah. I didn't put that together. I didn't put that together. Okay. Uh, we're at the end of the comments, actually, for the first time. I didn't, I didn't think we were going to get there that quick. So, um, but that's great. We are on time. We are in line with the comments. We are current with the comments. So, uh, carve anything else you, uh, on your
0: mind. So just, uh, to all the viewers guys, I mean, you know, when we go on, whether I'm on clubhouse, whether Jeremy's on clubhouse or we're live here, we don't really want to talk about what cards are going to go up or recommending cards. There's other qualified people that can do that for you. For us, it's more about more of education and sharing like stories and experiences, uh, share how we view things. You know, provide any type of background information to allow you guys to make the proper decisions. You know, for us to really give advice on on on, on investing, a couple of things I always tell people. What is your end goal? Always know what your end goal is. Is it really just speculating, investing, or is it you want to be a collector? So, you know, different. if you're a different part of that equation, there's going to be different answers for everyone to, to provide for you. But you got to also be clear that that's what you want to do right and if you're an investor all that i would recommend having an exit number always remember it's easy to sell cards when people want your cards once those cards start dipping and the peak is passed and it comes down people don't want to buy those cards at high comps so and always it's all about relationship building like jeremy and i know each other from trading cards and we talk about cards well realistically like jeremy probably buys you know, maybe 10 cards a week or 15 cards a week, unless he has a big collection that comes by for him to review. And I, I'll buy, you know, some tops now stuff. I'll buy some small cards. Um, but typically the relationship that we have, even though trading cards is a platform, it's, it's a friendship. Now it's, it's a relationship based on, you know, we, we talk about our kids, we talk about outside the hobby and we also provide advice for us to talk for, uh, about the hobby, the, the the vehicle, the platform is trading cards. But the relationship is stronger it's more about the community now and i think that's what you should recognize that if you're a collector or if you're an investor be part of the community and definitely you know seek you know do research seek advice or ask for information but if someone's giving you advice on what to buy what not to buy that's not the right information that we should be providing you so that's the thing it's just education that we want to provide with
1: well said, Carve. I didn't even think of, of, of kind of getting that deep into it, but I appreciate that because you're right. Even speaking for me, you're right. I I don't uh, I'm a collector through and through. I do. You know, I answered the question on Clubhouse the other night as to um, where do I see myself on the collector investor spectrum, you know, if, you know, collector here, investor here. And I said, I'm probably 75 percent collector, 25 percent investor, which is which is the most the, the most investor I would have ever considered myself. But when I when I buy a card and I buy the i card into the four digits, you know, I I, I I've hit the five digits a couple of times. I've never hit six digits. But when I buy a card in in the in the four digit range, even the high threes, you know, that's money that I could otherwise spend on on my family. And I've got two young kids. I got I got a, I got a lot of future to pay for still. So right. when I'm when I'm buying a card in the thousands of dollars, I do consider the investment potential of that card. If I think I it's very rare where I'm going to buy a card for you know over a thousand dollars that I'm buying just because I want it for my collection and I don't care if it goes down to zero. I will care if it goes down to zero, but mm-hmm. that said, it helps me. It helps me um, really hone in on where it, ho- it helps me hone in on cards I really want to own, and it also forces me to be really critical of the cards I'm buying in terms of do I think they have a chance uh, right. to either maintain their value or increase in value. So. But yeah, there are lots of other content creators out there that will give you advice on who to buy, when to buy, what to buy, all that sort of thing. I just, that's not my approach to the hobby. It's not my approach to content. I, you know, it, it hasn't been, it probably never will be. Um, but I'm happy to tell you what I'm buying, who I'm collecting, you know, wh- why I'm, and why I'm buying them. Because it's, it, it, those are questions that are easy to answer because that's just me being my natural self within the hobby uh and and it, you know and Carvin's right you know the community is so important i love the community in the hobby all the friends i've made all the people i've met over the last even since since doing this show but i mean as Carvin said we've been friends for 15 years now maybe even a bit longer at this point and it's uh you know i remember seeing Carvin at card shows you know like it's like we literally you know what's up bro and bro hugs like that's been going on for for at least a decade and i just i'm i'm excited to be able to do that with a lot more people um down the road meeting a lot you know meeting all these people in person the community is super important and at the end of the day you know i i said this on instagram just yesterday i said so, you know if the hobby has you down for whatever reason if the hobby has you down on the hobby or on anything really if the hobby has you down go back to the cards you know you can always go to the, your friends, sure, but go back to the cards you have. Remember the, the, the feeling you had when you chased them. Remember the feeling you had when, when they landed, when you, when you actually had them in hand, because that's really the, they are at the foundation of the hobby. Community is up there too now, but the cards are the foundation of the hobby, right? Without the cards, we wouldn't have met each other. So, and as I said at the end of the post, you can always count on your cards, but you can also always, hopefully, always count on your friends as well. So. of uh mixing things up there co-mingling a few concepts but yeah for you know um there's only one person here really asking for investment advice tonight again not 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 my angle um so but people you know i get i get a lot of questions on instagram what do you think this card's worth So i don't know like if there's no comps i don't know what someone's gonna pay for it. what do i pay i don't like the card i'm not gonna pay for it so someone says do you think a couple grand Uh, probably maybe but don't stick me to it because i have no idea so Okay, a couple more comments here. We'll wrap this up uh, pretty quick here. Uh, Card Collector says, the Blackhawks versus Blues rivalry from early 90s was what made me hate the Hawks. Love seeing the video of Belfort breaking a stick over the goal. Uh, what do we got next here? Valentini says, I watch Jeff Wilson a lot these days. Love your content. Please don't buy any more Alonzo ball cards. Uh, uh, Chrissy... Chris, Chrissy Bucket. I thought I was on Clubhouse tag now, but yeah, this is getting similar to to some Clubhouse chats with the ever popular question. What inning are we in now, guys? Well, listen, you want to know what inning we're in now, guys, go watch, um, go watch the crossover on Instagram last night. Chris and Josh had on Josh Luber, the, 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 the um, founder of StockX. And he answered that question. The best answer I've ever heard for that question. And he answered it and there were, he basically answered it as if there were three games going on at a time he said in terms of prices we're in inning x in terms of people inning y and in terms of the i think the hot the infrastructure were in inning z or Z, whatever it was i don't remember the innings he said i think there was a seven a two and a four in there and i don't remember but it was like he actually broke it down in a very logical manner so uh, you want to hear that? Go watch the interview that they did with uh, Josh Luber last night on the crossover. It should be on their um, Instagram, uh, you know, in their archives there. <clears throat>
0: it
1: it's Hulk Hogan, the GOAT of wrestling cards. Yes. In my opinion, yes, he is. And the exact GOAT card is that one right there, right there. That's his PMG purple. That's the GOAT card, in my opinion. That's also an employee exclusive. Toa says, I love the Clubhouse chat we had on the pre-production side of making cards. A graphic designer, I felt Carvin's pain. As a graphic designer, I felt Carvin's pain on setting up cards for printing and production. Kudos. Very nice, Toa. Always a great uh, person on Clubhouse as well. Sharpshooter, it looks like we're headed towards the bottom of the eighth. Thoughts? Disagree. Simply, I disagree with that. I think uh, I think you got to go listen to the interview. Uh, listen to what Josh Luber's take is. It was the best take I've heard on this question so far. Peter Chow giving Carbon some uh, some props. Jeff Wilson says uh, Lonzo is going up. That's why I'm not. I don't know if this is the real Jeff, and it's really late where Jeff Wilson lives, so I don't know if this is Jeff Wilson. Chrissy buckets. We are in whatever inning Sammy Sosa and McGuire are in. <laughs> Yeah, big unit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Joe Perot, macro, not micro. Yeah, I don't know what your th- what that was in relation to exactly, Joe. But I'm gonna say I probably most certainly agree with you. Name from Indigenous rookie cards. Carbon is very wise and has the best stories. True that. True that. No doubt. No doubt. Thank you, uh, Seti B. Great to have you tonight. We're we're behind in comments again, Car. But at the end of this one, we'll we'll get out. We'll be done here. Tom Newman, Jay Z sold for ninety five hundred on Golden. Then we can then we can go in clubhouse, Car. The night doesn't have to be over.
0: Yeah, I know. We can do we can do Sports Kai Live after, after
1: party after yep. party. I asked I asked Chris earlier if he wanted to if he had time if we would ho- host it in in his um in his clubhouse uh in the in the in the uh cart uh the uh, what's what, what what's his group there? Sports Cards Culture uh, Club. He okay. said if he if he's able to, so we'll see if he if he can do that. Rob at Burbank at Burbank Sports Cards had kind words for Carvin. Hey, who doesn't have kind words for Carvin? For sure, for sure. Thank you, hey, Nate, how is Indigenous Card Collection going for the giveaway for kids? Yeah. Check out, guys, check out Name's uh, Instagram account, Indigenous Rookie Cards. I believe it's still called Name. If that's not correct, please put it in the chat. I'll put it on the screen. And um, Name is organizing a really important uh, base cards for kids uh, campaign. So let's help him out there if we can, please. Sharpshooter. I like the story of when you guys met at the expo. I think Carvin said he pulled across Crosby RPA. Uh, you're thinking about Stephen Ho who was on my show back in, in uh, August or September who pulled one at the show actually. Uh, there's an episode but I had I, but I opened,
0: it, I opened that box for him. Oh,
1: you opened, opened the box it. for him?
0: Yeah, so uh, I, I saw the Crosby and we all started jumping up and down. And,
1: I yeah. was there, man. I remember that. I was standing in the crowd. That was awesome for sure. Did Belfort get off his DUI with a billion dollar band? I remember that too for sure. Here we go. Here we go. Chris is letting us know what what uh, what uh, Josh Luber said. Prices. He's Josh Luber said we're in the seventh inning. People in the fourth inning. Infrastructure in the second inning.
0: Nice. I yeah. think that's bang on. That's bang on.
1: That's pretty. Yeah. I I was like I was like ah oh, you know like what a what a what a what a great way to say that that was that was the that was the content highlight of the week for me. Uh, let's see Daniel Busby is there an app for Clubhouse there is Daniel uh, you do need an
0: invitation for it <clears throat> iPhone, so. iOS, iOS devices guys so if you have an iPad you can download the app if you have an iPhone you can download the app if you're on Android everything then you're out of luck for now but uh, well, you can do up. I can give you a, I can give you a, an invite to anybody here that wants an invite I have 10 invites right bubble I can sell them on eBay they go for a lot of money on eBay but that's okay Do they really yeah, yeah. Well, they were, anyways. They were. They were going for like a thousand bucks before.
1: Holy, what a way to get into! What a way to get on the. Okay, crazy. Uh, the
0: maybe or maybe not
1: real Jeff Wilson says it's not that late out here in Atlanta, one thirty eight a.m. Rob is the card father. The yeah, the Rob from Burbank is the card card father. He puts out his like ten minute sermons every morning on Instagram, which I've listened to right. a few. Are very into what? What a great what just seems like such a great dude for sure. Daniel, great having you tonight, my man. Thank you for joining. Card collector, nineteen eighty-two. You guys, if you if you want a uh, you know if you want to get an invitation, I have some right now. You can send me a private message on on Facebook or Instagram. Include your your iPhone number, and I will send you. Uh, I'll send an invitation after the show tonight, and then you can come join us on there. Uh, I got names, Instagram handle at Indigenous Rookie Cards. So go give him a follow and find out how to help him out with the, with his initiative, which is really awesome. I agree, card collector. I don't think that's a real Jeff Wilson either. Currency project setting up, setting the hobby up in terms of innings suggests there's an inevitable end. I, yeah, see, that's a great comment there. I disagree. I, I agree. I agree with that comment. I, I think that you have to consider that there isn't an end in sight, which I completely agree with. This thing is going to go for 100 more years. As long as there are sports, there will be sports cards. So I agree with you on that, uh, Currency Project. But it's just a way to add context to where we're at in, in the cycle of things. Which cycle? Yeah. When does the cycle end? don't know don't know uh toe is going to be auctioning off his five clubhouse invites on golden hockey guy says target locations are going to stop carrying cards at some point yes i've heard about that too yeah what's with all the trolls tonight says charles There's no clubhouse invite would love to listen in um yeah lapper like i said send me a send me a direct message on facebook or instagram and i with your just send me your phone number and i will send you that for sure uh jeff wilson i don't believe it's me either uh i don't think it's you i don't think it's the real jeff wilson card collector says i'll be sending you my number for an invite to clubhouse now thanks jeremy you're welcome man
0: it must be card porn we don't see in comments anymore so card porn is now jeff wilson
1: hey that could be card form for sure that could definitely be card
0: form, All right, guys i want to show you this card this card hasn't been in existence for a while so let's see if it works
1: video in print it says loading well oh, there it is here comes the video ryan nugent hopkins this was a big card when it came out because he was the r- best rookie of the rookie he was a rookie the best rookie of the class that year about this position is that
0: you have most the most ability to roll the ice and if you're a very defensive player, and you're also a very offensive player. I looked up to City Crowd, he'd be such a great hockey player obviously, but he'd such a good role model off the ice for all kids. Something very small. Simple. Amazing thing is that I haven't even watched this for like seven or eight years. I never charged it and it still had electricity so
1: I've I've owned a couple of those uh, in the last few years and they never they just haven't worked. So
0: well, mine does. I guess it's, it's called Providence. <laughs> yeah, it's you, called you, Providence. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't develop it. I mean, there was an idea that I think when I went into Panini, they had the HRX cards, and I think Tracy brought it up on, on Clubhouse the other night when he was being interviewed by Jonas. And uh, this is a card that I did create that was called Six on Six. So just want to show you some stuff. All right. It's a booklet card but I like these book of cards a little bit more than the ones are 18 cards and all that stuff. So it has a little bit more meaning. So there's rivalries you're talking about, right? Is that it, is it rivalries? Chicago and blues. Uh, that's a rivalry card. Yeah. Those cards are tough
1: though. Like how do you dis? you know, it's like, not that we display our cards really anyway, but yeah. Cool. And i can't
0: just show a towel on clubhouse so
1: no that's true yeah show show some cards man i'll work through some i like this from from the probably not real jeff wilson says quiz me on me uh richard zangrillo a a very regular uh and awesome dude on clubhouse the card carbon has is the only nft i ever want to see no
0: doubt yeah that's an nft nft highlights though not really nft
1: So, is, You're gonna have to put that on your PTR tonight. PTR on Clubhouse. It means what you have a, in your personal uh, profile picture. We call it, It's called the NF. The uh, PTR an, on there.
0: That's an OG slab.
1: It's an OG but thick how, card how slab. How
0: big it is? I can't fit this in the shoebox.
1: No, I would. I would crack it, man. <laughs> no,
0: I'm not gonna crack it. The PSA 10. I'm gonna. It's actually. I got. I got a recent, yeah. no, I can't recently look at it. It's bending out. So I'm going to have to
1: use that's the slab they use for uh, for open
0: packs. Yeah. So I'm going to have to get this. Uh, and it's numbered. The numbering is actually just indented in. It's like no foil numbering. It's odd. This, this, this whole set's kind of odd. But this is actually one of the, one of the, the cards I want to look like for exquisite it was that type of look. The whole etched foil, like black diamond. Yeah. Cool. Foil. So.
1: Card collector says thanks, Carvin. Really appreciate you dropping the knowledge on everybody. That's for sure. Colin Murray, thanks for reminding me. I threw the banner back up. I forgot to put it back up after we showed some cards. And- uh Valentini says, So talented Carmen Carvin, love those cards. Richard, anyone hawking NFTs on here should be publicly shamed in the town square. Yeah. And NFT. Oh, that's the old business card with MJ. That's wicked. Yeah. That's a collectible carve. I used to have oh, one of those. I can't find it anymore. So, Chris, do you have this? Do you have any
0: of these business cards at all, Chris? Since he's a Jordan collector,
1: Chris McGill, if he's yeah. still listening, do you have do oh, Carbon Jordan uh, Upper Deck Jordan? Uh, not, business not my card?
0: card, but any other Jordan uh, business cards? I have sure one.
1: I keep one Upper Deck business card in here. Oh, here it is. It's some that I just got. This is the uh, Chris Carlin Tiger Woods card. I have that card, too. I have the Tiger Woods.
0: I can if say you have that. Card. But if, if, you you have a Tiger
1: have, Woods, if you're going to have a Tiger Woods business card, you want it to be a Chris Carlin, a Grant Sandground, or a Billy Celio.
0: At this point in time.
1: Unless you had one, too. Then I'd want yours as well.
0: I, I have mine. I have mine with the original Upper Deck logo, right? So. Uh,
1: oh, wicked, wicked.
0: All so right, here we go.
1: Uh, Sharpshooter. Says Carvin. Last question. Top three QBs
0: going in this week's draft. Can you name them pretty quick, Carv? Sure. Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one. Number two is likely going to be Zach Wilson, and like right, number three, I still think it's going to be Justin Fields. Even though you know I'm not completely sold on Justin Fields, It's basically you can run a, a four-four. But uh, here's an OG card, Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Garnett with the old logo and okay. the old. Type. Yeah. that's
1: nice that's nice uh
0: so i think justin fields will still go number three to the 49ers uh, i actually out of all the quarterbacks i mean obviously trevor lawrence you, you just can't give up on that talent i actually think that uh uh what's his name now? the coach uh went to jacksonville for the opportunity to coach uh, trevor lawrence and win the possibility the possibility of winning a super bowl with him uh, but i think trey lance is going to be the the dark horse i think he may have it's a lot of upside because he plays in a very pro style offense, pro you know pro league offense, NFL pro offense, uh, on North Dakota State. So that team, that's where Carson Wentz came from. So that's I think he has a lot of upside.
1: Okay, hockey guy says you can do show and tell in clubhouse, but it won't work very well. Yeah, you you can, but you can only show one picture at a time. It's not very convenient. Willie, that that video card was out of uh, Upper Deck's the Cup. That they did them for one or two years only. Chris does want that uh, that Jordan card card. If he says he'll buy it. I'm sure he'll buy it. That's okay. I'm sure you got. It. I want one too, buddy. I don't. I, I certainly want one from. I want one too. Hold one on. Hang on to one for me, please. Yes. Tola says there needs to be a card museum. Some of these cards, yeah, I agree. They need to be admired more for sure. They are pretty awesome. Live auction right now for a Carvin Chung upper deck MJ rookie uh, MJ rookie business card. Awesome. Chris is such a good guy. Good. Thank you, Colin. Good. Have a great night, buddy. Sharpshooter says Jordan is a walking ATM machine. Can you imagine me one of his friends? Joe Perot, I know it's late, but since I'm not able to get into the clubhouse, does Carvin have thoughts on Tiger Woods moving forward? A couple of words on car on Tiger Woods moving forward,
0: Carv. I think Tiger Woods is still, um, I mean, he's, he's obviously a goat for, for modern day golf, right? I mean, yeah. and it's unfortunate what's happened with his career, um, car accidents, golf clubs, um, you know, just, uh, all kinds of stories about him. But let's put it this way. It's, it's because of certain things have happened in social media today is that people are under the microscope. These things happen to many golf um, players, uh, gold golfers. Even then, I mean, it's. I think that there's still some opportunities with Tiger. He has a lot of autographed cards out there, but you know, there's still a lot of them that are at, at pretty decent value. Um, I, I wouldn't give any advice on, let's say, Tiger Woods, the number one card. I think that card is there's a lot of those cards around um, the number one card that was produced, but anything else after outside of that, you know, there's a lot, a lot of opportunities. in tiger. So, and they've been going up quite a bit. So Jeremy showing off his gems. Now his his uh, precious metal gems. Just got these today and I'm just uh, peeking through the cards at the camera. I like the purple color. It's just, it's not a, it's not a nostalgia of the color, but you know, my favorite color is purple. If it was a flare masterpiece then i would like that purple a lot more that's yeah. where i remember the the purple color the flare masterpiece
1: well either either is the blue the blue is the blue wasn't uh, an original one either it's just it the, the red and the old. greens were original
0: right yeah red and the greens but yeah. that I, I don't like the, i don't like the blue i don't like the purple for that reason but i do like the purple like I said, on flare and i love the the designation on the back it says one of only one not just one of one it says one of only one I
1: know those are cool those are very yeah. cool Matt Burr says is is the Allen and Ginter your business card it is not Matt Burr that's just a simple pack pulled uh, they were pack pulled were they not
0: you're, you're- the, well, the one that you got was well, I had extras at that time so I gave them to people like yourself and then give them to a lot of other people so uh, I still have a few left over that I'm utilizing for you know just giving it to certain people's for like Chris has one you have one I think adam Lefko got one that's the only people that i gave in the last year or so so yeah i gotta save it just in case for my for my daughter she doesn't even have one yet so and i never know i have to worry about her uh, i don't have many left though they didn't give me that many to give away so yeah matter of six years, seven years
1: yeah i definitely got one of the first ones i wish you would have numbered them that would have been cool all right let's keep Valentini says may we we have to give Carvin a nickname here. He's totally awesome. My nickname for you is King of Cards. You rock. He's the, he goes by the Architect, right? He's the
0: Architect. He he. Well, looking the back on the back of the Alan Ginter. I know that that uh, Card Father is uh, Rob's name, but I was actually I had a a Beckett alias as Card Father back in the '90s. So that was my first name was the Card Father, and then later on I went with Architect. I like Architect more because it plays more to you know being creative and creating cards, the Architect cards, and also there's a there's a movie called the matrix where the architect was in control of the whole entire world yeah. so yeah. it's almost like I, I had my pulse on the whole entire collecting community so but that's being really um that's not the terminology i like to use that i have, I have a, <laughs> a pulse on the whole entire collecting community so all
1: right we're going to run through the rest of these comments and we're going to uh, we'll probably move ourselves to uh to clubhouse uh the maybe maybe this one makes me think it is jeff wilson going to bed now getting late great hearing from you Carvin and jeremy like that comma at the end with the names the proper sentence structure makes me think it might be him uh yeah. colin murray says no chance tiger wins another major or wins again period
0: no, won't. i don't right
1: think so. yeah, yeah. currency project thank you very much thumbs up have a great night to you as well it's abdul and some i can't remember the the, the two guys at currency project right now but uh, great to see you guys again Peter says, Jeremy, the numbering on those PMGs make me very happy. Both PSA 7, both numbered 4 in their print run. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think that's really cool too. Toa <laughs> says, goodbye. Uh, Rock Latex, remember sticking some UD Power Decks in my computers in the late 90s. Lucky K, do other big countries have, have another grading company that's similar to PSA that they use? I don't. I think the answer to that is no. Okay, Carved. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up, buddy. This was okay. fun. Thanks for joining me on on after hours on uh, April the twenty fourth, two thousand twenty one. Um, sh- talk to you every day, I'm sure, for the next several uh, on Clubhouse. Sure, yeah. um, if anybody did send me a message on Facebook or Instagram, I will get to them and I will send you a uh, an invitation to Clubhouse here in the next uh, few minutes, probably. And then I'll be and on there you myself. Can
0: DM me too. DM me on my Instagram and I'll I like, know it's side to you. But make sure you have an iOS. Uh, device
1: so yeah you need a you need apple device you need basically an iphone or an ipad i I recommend just using your phone but uh if you don't have one tough luck if you have an ipad it will work though apparently i don't know how to how to you need
0: a phone number attached to it i believe you can add your phone phone number into the ipad but you have to download the app so you just use the app got it got
1: it thank you charles we'll see on clubhouse lucky k good night to you thank you for joining valentini great to have you Mr. Kitchens. All right, guys, throw your final comments in there right now, even though even if they're just good nights. i uh, love to see it. And um, thanks, everybody, for joining. If you haven't subscribed yet to the Sports Cards Live YouTube channel, please do subscribe, hit the thumbs up, all those things. We'll see you on Clubhouse. We'll see you back here next Saturday. Actually, back tomorrow night for the PWCC auction-ending watch party. You can have fun with that. We'll go from about uh, 9 p.m. Eastern until 11, 11.30. And, uh, and that'll be it. That'll be it for the week. Then I'll be back next Saturday with back to back episodes again. So, Carve, hang tight for two seconds. Everybody else, good night. Thank you, Misky. Thank you, Mickey Pasquarillo. Great to have you. Thank you, Toa. Great to see you as always. Good night, Tim Brown. Name, great to see you. I'm going to hit up, ah, Sharpshooter. Great to see you, too. Everybody else, see you later.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old.